0: Okay, welcome to the Boost Hospitality Podcast. Uh, My name is Mark Simpson, and this is Season 6, Episode 4 of the Boost Hospitality Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking all about property management systems, otherwise known as PMS, and I couldn't think of anybody else better to invite on to this podcast than Naim of uh, Zivu. Uh, we're gonna get in and we're gonna talk about what exactly is a property management software? What exactly is channel managers? We're gonna go through the full ins and outs of it. But before we get started, I just wanted to uh, get Naim on and I just wanted to quick introduction and find out more about him, more about Zivu, and then we'll go from there. So Naim, welcome. How are we doing and could you just tell us a little bit more about yourself, please? Um,
1: yeah, so my name is Naeem. Um, I got into hospitality at a relatively young age, starting off uh, primarily in restaurants as a waiter, um, and later on in my summer holidays, uh, working in hotels. Uh, And while at university, I started getting into property, and then the two of them sort of mixed together, and I ended up in service apartments. So um, my initial uh, encounter was uh, when Airbnb was still a relatively new thing, hadn't quite caught far as much as it has now. Um, I started off in Cambridge uh, managing service apartments um, and setting up a company, managing them for others. And from there, I went into Rent to Rent SA before I even knew what Rent Rent meant or what service apartments were as a term. All I knew about was Airbnb and then something called Booking.com that was meant to fill the gap um, when things went quiet in August. Uh, so that grew quite a bit, and then I started facing issues of systematization as the business was growing. So we went uh, within sort of six months, when I started working on it properly, to about 50 units, and we started having some um, expansion issues. So I decided to slow things down, and then it took about a year or so to train staff and get things going properly. And when I looked at expanding again, uh, we were facing issues with finding a good uh, PMS or channel manager software basically. I, at first I struggled to understand what the difference was between the two and why you needed to have two separate systems. So that's how Zvoo was born basically. So um, about two years ago now um, I started working with uh, our current team on uh, developing the software and, um, and that's our latest project.
0: In simple terms then, and you just quickly touched upon it there, what is PMS, what is property management software? What is channel manager in the most simplistic ways that you could uh, describe it to everybody that's tuning in?
1: Sure. Um, the way I'd put it is that the property management system is the brains and the channel manager is the arms. So uh, you've got sort of everything sitting in the PMS, coordinating stuff, and then you've got the channel manager that's linking you up with the different websites, grabbing the booking, sending out the prices and so on. Um, so they're meant to help, uh, you know, simplify the running of your business, uh, help with your marketing, advertising, reaching more guests across multiple sites um, and automating um, the collection of those bookings and processing to some degree.
0: So uh, in your opinion, why is it so important to have a PMS for your business, whether it is service accommodation or hospitality?
1: Um, so I guess in service accommodation, um, it's slightly more complex than running something like a hotel um, in certain aspects. Now, if you've got, you know, food and beverage in the hotel, of course that adds complexity. If you've got swimming pool and saunas and spas and all of that, but just in terms of um, if you're doing self catering rooms only um, in a guest house, say, um, or if you're doing service apartments, the issue with service apartments is that you've got multiple units in different locations. Um, And once you start looking at the operational aspects of managing those and ensuring that the quality is maintained, and that um, all the stakeholders are kept informed, such as your cleaners know where to go at what point, um, that you can be sure that the clean's been done, that you can remotely monitor the qualities of those cleans without having a head housekeeper who's going double-checking on everything um, to make sure you've got the supplies in place, you've got your linens there, your um, access arrangements are in place. So as you start adding more and more units, those things add in complexity, and it sort of doesn't scale linearly. You know, you just end up in a mess. Um, So I do know of people who've got, you know, up to 15, 20 units who don't use any software. They run on spreadsheets and Google calendars and just think OTAs between themselves. Um, But it takes up a lot of time and there's a lot of um, uh, potential for error. So it's okay as long as the business owner is doing it. But if you're thinking of starting to outsource things, if you want to have a VA who's going to answer some emails and they need to know what's going on, you really can't rely just on spreadsheets and iCloud things.
0: Yeah, 100%. That just sounds messy. Um, Like I say, I I recommend everybody um, has a really good property management software, channel manager, and a booking engine because there are still so many people that I come into contact with that don't have a booking engine on their website And, um, it's just the fact I've said this many a time, if you haven't got an access on your website where someone can go online and book, then you are going to get left behind in 2019, 20, the, the way that the, the way that somebody books a property now has changed so much. The old age method of guest finds property, uh, sends an email to the property owner asking for availability, waiting for a response and booking it, has gone. People want it on an instant. So if you haven't got the systems and the structure set up, specifically when you've got listed on booking.com, Airbnb, HomeAway, Expedia, you just open yourself up to double bookings, unhappy guests, and your business will just suffer for it um okay then so real good analogy of what a pms is and, and a channel manager um and like you say you have been involved in uh, serviced accommodation for quite a while now and you've got to know through just networking and being in facebook groups so many service accommodation owners what is the one big mistake that you see people make when they first uh, join a PMS, uh, sign up to a PMS or when they first get started on listing their properties on these, on, on these softwares. What, 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 was the one big mistake that you see the majority of them making? It's
1: going to sound a bit funny, but I think one of the biggest mistakes is the research that people do. So, you know, everyone wants to be as systematic as possible So you get in your spreadsheet, you put your features and then you categorize them and you say, I'm going to call all of them up. I'm going to have my demos or I'm going to go on their website and I'll see how many of these boxes they take. And I'm gonna look at the price. And whichever has the best sort of ratio between features and price, that's what I'm gonna go for. Now, there's two issues with that approach. Um, I'll first talk about the features issue, and then I'm gonna talk about the price issue. Um, The issue with the features is that um, pretty much everyone tries to tick the boxes, okay? And they will tell you that they tick the boxes. The question is, how do they tick the boxes? So a lot of systems out there will tell you they can store secure deposits for you, no problems. Once you start asking more questions, ah, they will tell you they can integrate with various websites. Once you start more questions, asking questions, ah, maybe it's an icon instead of a full API integration. Well, what does that mean? Well, actually you could end up getting lots of double bookings. You can't send your prices out and you can't retrieve the booking. Um, So that's a feature issue, you know, as long as it ticks a box, does not mean it's going to get the job done. Um, And the pricing, um, I've come across a lot of people who try to find basically the cheapest for the features that they can get. Now, the issue with that is that, as I said, um, not every feature that is fixed um, is served in the best way possible by the, by every PMS. Um, so if you only look at your price and you don't actually start to look at how much admin time you're spending on managing things through that PMS, well, you don't have the full equation. So the issue is basically you need to look at how much, uh, Time it's costing you or someone who you're going to hire to outsource the work to and add that to the cost of the software and any ancillary systems that you need to support your PMS. Um, So it could be that, you know, your PMS gets 50% of the job done and is relatively cheap compared to other PMSs. But then once you start looking at the features that they don't have and you start thinking, well, I need to have a separate system that's going to manage my maintenance. Um, and then I'll have a separate system for this. And then, if you start looking at the amount of time it takes for you to log in and log out and copy information across, well, then you know those cheap prices don't look that cheap anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I like that. Buy cheap, buy twice. And I, yep. I, I totally get it. And, and specifically when you're starting up a business, and especially with service accommodation, because there's so much cost up front. And I, I totally get it. You, you get your property. You do it up to spec, so it's, it's presentable and it's attractable to guests. Then you go and look at you know everything else that you've got to do. The final things that people look at are normally some of the most important things because it's all well and good having all the gear, but if you've got no idea on how to get guests through the door, then what is the point? And people do cheap out, and I've seen this so many times when it comes to the most important places, number one, Website, number two, is a property management software. And they go for the one that is the cheapest or they make an error in just assuming that the one that's in front of them, the one that all of their buddies are on, are the best one for them. And like you said, not every two businesses are the same. Uh, And I really like that bit of advice there is that you've got to do your research. I mean, look at the training that goes on on how to source a property so much research is done on that on how to find your property so why aren't you doing the same amount of research when it comes to picking probably the most important part of your systems and your structure what is some of the bad advice that you see being given in the industry
1: well i'd say that um, perhaps some of the worst advice um, is outdated advice Um, namely something that worked three four years ago but doesn't work anymore so, even when I started um, you know, my apartments myself, it was enough to put it on Airbnb and you were fine. You were making lots of money. Um, then so things started weakening a bit and you had to sort of start going on booking.com and you have to think around with home away and holiday lettings. And and it sort of worked for another year or two. And then the market really started getting crowded. So, if you want to make it work, you basically need to be able to keep that extra slice of income that you're paying to the OTAs or the listing sites. So I'd say the, the biggest um, advice is the missing advice. Um, you know, the, the, the things that are not being said about how important direct bookings are and how you go about getting those direct bookings. Um, I think that's a real lack in most of the training programs out there.
0: Yeah, I like that. And uh, I like your tagline with, with Zivu. Was it the book direct revolutionary? Is that right?
1: The direct booking
0: revolution. I don't the think it's... Direct booking revolution. I do see that on the t-shirt. Nice little product placement. I like that. So uh, you're 100% right. You're 100% right. Um, book direct or direct bookings is, is not talked about enough. And that is my one goal with this podcast series is to spread the word about direct bookings. And it's one of the big reasons why I wanted to get you on this podcast and on this series is because it is... Uh, so important for everybody to do. Um, you're 100% right. Three or four years ago, you could just throw up a listing on Airbnb, get really nice photos. So your listing stands out and that's it. That's all you needed to do. The same on booking.com. But now the amount of people that are doing rent to rent or rent to SA, they're all being getting told the same things at these courses. And you can spot somebody a mile off who's doing service accommodation and the courses that they're doing by the state of the photos and it has become oversaturated you can just see in the major cities so you have to have to be doing something even different now to stay ahead of the trend to be getting that booking first that direct booking or even if you have got an OTA booking coming you've got to know how to convert that into a, into a direct. And Amanda and David, they spoke about it in episode three. And obviously, we're going to go on and talk about it now. But um, what is Zivu's goal then? You've, you've created this uh, business out of a need, scratching your own itch, which is normally why some of the best businesses are created. But what is your sort of five, ten-year goal with this and, and with direct bookings, would you say, nine?
1: Sure. Um, So what what I'd say is that the business itself or the software itself was born out of the need, the PMS side, the channel manager side and all of that. Um, It was probably a conversation on a Facebook uh, group. Um, I think it was a post by Jason Living. Um, And that really triggered what has turned Zivu into becoming a cause uh, rather than just a business, you know, the cause for getting the direct booking. And the, the conversation was regarding um, rate parity, a uh, narrow and wide rate parity. Now I'm not going to go into much detail, but basically um, OTAs will penalize you if you have a cheaper price on your own website um, than on their website. It used to be that you were not allowed to have a cheaper price on any OTA. Uh, so you, you basically have to preserve the same price across all the OTAs. From my understanding, right now, you can't have OTAs, um but you can't undercut them through your own website. So the idea came to me, why don't we just have a communal website where people can advertise their properties, um, where they don't have to pay any commissions, and given that it's not their own website, they can give discounts. They can give direct booking advantages to them. So that's how sort of the, the main, what's now the main bit of came across uh, came about, which is trying to create this communal booking engine for anyone who's hosting, who's managing their properties, through Zivu, um, that allow guests to book across all these properties. Um, Now, we haven't exactly decided how it's going to work. Maybe, you know, you'll have a point system or you'll have a 5% discount or whatever it may be. But the idea is once we've got enough properties in the system, it will then um, be of a great advantage to all the hosts to encourage guests to always book through Zivu Direct um, and to get uh, leads for each other. Um, And as part of that system, we're thinking of, uh, you know, various different things, such as um, passing uh, bookings that you can't uh, handle that come through your own website or over the phone um get placed where they can be picked up from, by other people, there might be a commission involved in selling them off to each other, but at least it's not going to the box of big OTAs. Um, you know, we're thinking things of uh, creating a central blacklist. Again, that's something that um, I think Amanda's quite keen on where we can exchange information as to, you know, who's come and damaged a property and then tries to book another property. If the system can detect that that guest has already been blacklisted, then it could give a heads up to the new host to say, well, look, something's fishy here. Keep your eyes open.
0: Yeah. No, I like that. I really do like that. Um, and funny enough, Jason Living was episode one of season six of the Boost Hospitality podcast. So uh, it's good that uh, all of the good people uh, are chatting and, uh, and, and sharing this. And it's a, it's a really good idea. And I really hope that in five to ten years when we do This podcast again, and when we're chatting about the evolution of Zivu and and direct bookings in the SA world, then we can sort of look back on this because that'll be amazing. So um obviously you mentioned there that the product and the website is still in beta and you're looking to go live september october 2019 so as we all know podcasts and interviews are evergreen and they stick around forever so just in case someone is listening to this in september or october 2019 or beyond and they want to come out and find more about zivu where is the best place to go
1: well as we're on the book direct mantra direct go to zivu.com <laughs> yeah, like you'll be it. able to find um how do we spell uh, it the, yeah so zivu is z w e v o u that's zulu echo echo victor Oscar.
0: i'll put all the links and everything in the show notes for this so do not worry uh but that was that was good that was really good so i just want to say thank you very much for coming on uh and i wish you all the best with it and i love that there is now somebody else in the service accommodation world who's talking about direct bookings and and book directs i wish you all the best thank you very much and thank you everybody for tuning in to this episode of the boost hospitality podcast this is season six episode four if this is your first episode that you have ever listened to please go back to the fullback catalog you will learn so much including the five steps to a booking process what the guest goes through how to run a perfect facebook competition we interview hospitality owners from all over the world to chat about their direct booking journey and so much more so This is Mark Simpson. I'm the founder of Boostly. You can go and find out more by going to b-o-o-s-t-l-y.co.uk. If you want to get the full back catalogue of all the podcasts, go to boostly.co.uk forward slash podcast. And whilst you are in iTunes, before you leave, go leave one of those lovely five-star reviews. And I shall see you next time for episode five, season six of the Boost Hospitality podcast.